You are listening to the Glass Cannon Network, the premier source for role-playing game entertainment. Last week on the Glass Cannon Podcast. Three cloud giant veterans come running out, but then the passageway that you walked on to get to this platform turns into bubbling lava. With no path forward. So Metra is going to cast... Reverse gravity. Oh, shit. He has nothing to grab onto, so he doesn't get a reflex save. The sorcerer took matters into her own hands. You feel something, hear something next to you that you don't see until it's right directly next to you. It is the Leng spider that escaped from the tower. <gasps> oh, no. no. And when a deadly foe returned... All the while seeing the itsy-bitsy spider went up the water spout. Thung! 38 against Touch AC. 38 against Touch AC. It is blinded from the stupid cream pie, so it can't take an AOO. The Slayer washed the spider out. 80 points of damage? I mean, its AC went down by over 10. And you kill the Lang Spider. Yes! The adventure continues. This bubbling magma continues to roil to your right. And the open shrine stands before you. Now. Let's talk about the thing that's on the minds of all the fans of the Glass Cannon Podcast. The Super Bowl. That's right, it's Super Bowl week. And we know there's a huge crossover between people who enjoy our content and football fans. Let's kick it over to Matthew Capitacaza for his big picks. Matthew, who do you like? <laughs> I, who's playing in the Super Bowl this year? Knew that was going to happen. <laughs> That's why I always trust your picks. Come in unbiased. You know what? I like the have, over or the under? I feel like I actually have. When back when we did Super Bowl parties at Joe's place, I feel like I won money on the. I won, won money like every year. Mm-hmm. I think on you the, did. Either on the random did. boxes. Me or Caitlin won money on the random boxes every year. Yeah. Well, that takes a certain amount of skill. Uh, <laughs> no, I think I, I never, I, why would I aspire to make any picks when I could win money without doing any work whatsoever? Yeah. Those were good times. We used to have some, some real barn burners at Joe's place. That uh, was great. Great, great time. Real uh, barn burners. Those were fun, man. I used to have a whole room. <laughs> I used to convert a bedroom into a food room. <laughs> did it, just did you cover kick everything. Erin out of her room when she yeah. was a, the roommate? Okay. Yeah. Erin was my roommate. And I was like, can I please use your room just for food? <laughs> I would cover everything with sh- tablecloths and sheets and just like run food over every bureau and desk and. Uh, it was at that uh, moment. Remember all different thought, dips with like their names for each dip. <laughs> it was at that moment she thought, that's the man I want to marry. <laughs> <laughs> that's how I know he's the one. <laughs> now I know he's the one. Oh man, I I miss those parties. Those were a good time. You could just walk home, stumble home after nine and a half hours of boozing and eating cheese. 
That's one of my first memories of, of meeting you, Matthew. Is that, is that accurate? I, think I feel like it was met. like Caitlin brought you to a Super Bowl party. That's like one of the first times I remember hanging out with you. I feel like we met like on a trip to L&B that Aaron brought you along for. Mm. I just remember you, I think the first time I met you, you sat on the subway for like hours long, an hours long ride reading a fantasy novel and not talking to anybody. Um, <laughs> that sounds like me. That not is accurate. definitely the first time I met Troy because Aaron, Aaron invited Caitlin and Caitlin was like, you're coming with me. <laughs> and I was like, God. And then I, because we had to like stake out territory on the couch because this quote unquote, the seats went fast. <laughs> yeah. I would show up around 11 a.m. for a, for a 6.30 p.m. kickoff because I didn't want to want to lay my claim and start laying down a nice base coat on my stomach. Who was it that just like passed out? On my couch at a Super Bowl party. I feel like it was like a friend of yours, Troy. Is this not a... No. Is this a memory for anybody? Uh, I think st- it... Was it Nick Lowe's brother or something? Yes, that's who it was. No. It was Nick Lowe's brother. <laughs> <I remember> that. <laughs> Just completely passed out. <laughs> he didn't know anybody Wait. at the party. And nobody was knew that him. a Super Bowl party or was that a New Year's party? <laughs> I think it was Super Bowl. Well, it wasn't my, one of my Christmas parties because it happened there too. <laughs> <laughs> Nick Lowe's brother. That's right. Good call. Uh, Nick was just like, it's best to just leave him there until he sleeps it off. <laughs> I mean, our good buddy Woody was the, is the king of uh, falling asleep at oh, parties. Yeah. Like, that's when you know the party's about to wind down. Once you look over and see if Dave Woody has is, is got his eyes closed. <laughs> I, saw, I saw Dave Woody the other day, and he was like, I once fell asleep in a bar standing up, not leaning on anything. <laughs> I like was a, just like going to say, I was yeah, just like going to say, that's what I said. I said like a giraffe. <laughs> I watched Dave Woody asleep, standing up, not leaning anything at your wedding, Joe, at the bar <laughs> after your wedding. <laughs> <laughs> See, he said, his quote was, I said to my wife, I said, I think I might be a, a narcoleptic. She said, no, you're not. You're just a drunk. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like an old Rodney Dangerfield. <laughs> I told my wife. Uh, I, I seem to remember Dolly just like standing next to him, just like having a drink. <laughs> like, he'll be fine. <laughs> Feel free to hang your coat on him. Uh, oh, boy. Yeah. Oh God. But those those Super Bowl parties were good times. You'd get the uh, the Super Bowl squares going. We'd find a way to sell a hundred of them in an hour and a half. <laughs> There'd be so much food, so many beers. Uh, but you always knew it was it was polite to start leaving when Joe would start cleaning up, uh, <laughs> and the party was still going on. <laughs> it's like, I, feel I like think he wants us up. to go. Yeah, I just, I feel I've always been excited about it. I hosted for many, many years. I just feel like it's a great American tradition. I love the Super Bowl party. And I think that like maybe there's not a lot of crossover of football fans and, and glass kind of podcast fans, but I think that a decent amount of you must go to Super Bowl parties, right? Like Super Bowl parties are not just for football fans. It's just for P, you know, it's like a, it's, it's having a 4th of July party in the dead of winter. Like that's, yeah. that's essentially what it is. You need something to look forward to during these cold months, and that's a time just uh, just to get together as Americans and uh, have a good time. And, you know, I was just thinking about this. The last one that we had was at my place, and I don't know if it's because you uh, you had just had Gwen or Aaron was pregnant or whatnot, but I remember we had the last one at my place because Li- it was Linus's, like, uh, 
introduction to everyone. We had Linus, and uh, we'd only had him for like three days, and everybody came over, and they're like, oh, Linus. Uh, but that was the Made last one, fuss. and we've never hung out uh, in person since. <laughs> that was the last time we hung out in person. Yeah, it's just it's fantastic. Oh, so we did, uh, I guess it's a week and a half ago now, we did Gloomhaven game night. We did the live Gloomhaven. How fun was that, by the way? That was Cannot really wait to do that again. Yep. Uh, if you missed the stream, I mean, it's, check out the VOD. It, it was just so much fun, and we, we really want to do it again. But um, right before we streamed Saturday night, McDermott was on, and we were doing our like tech warm-up. I don't know if you guys were in there yet. But he rattled off this, the halftime show of the Super Bowl. <laughs> Did you, you, you know who's lined up for the halftime show of the Super Bowl, right? I uh, do, yeah. It's like nine people I don't care about. Well, it, it, yeah, it's nine like hip hop and R&B artists, all this stuff from like the 90s. And, and so he he lists off the people in the halftime show of the Super Bowl. And he's like, I saw the, the list for the Super Bowl halftime show and just thought, oh, my God, I'm so old. Because <laughs> it's like that's who they're playing to now. Oh my god! Like, that's, a, used, that's a that's a stacked list. It is a stacked list, but it used to be like when we would watch the Super Bowl, it was like you know you two and like yeah. you know uh, Prince. Like the, these would be the big acts, and now the big acts are like the people we were listening to in college. And it's like, oh dear, we're getting old. There was one Super Bowl that I didn't watch live because I just <laughs> moved to LA. <laughs> And uh, I was I had this opportunity to do this big acting program, and if I did it, it was a week long, and I would have to miss the Super Bowl, and I had never missed a Super Bowl uh, since I was a, a child that didn't know what the Super Bowl was, and I debated, I debated, I'm like, you know what, I came out to LA to do this, I'm gonna have to just, I, I, I'm gonna have to skip it. So I was cra- I was homeless, uh, I was crashing at fr- my buddy Francis's, uh, if you've seen Cyberpunk Red Francis, I was sleeping on his floor until he got sick of me, and so I was like, can you just tape this? Super Bowl and I'll watch it on Monday. And so I was able to not get the spoilers from anybody. Uh, and I watched the Super Bowl and it was the one where Prince did the halftime show. Mm. Uh, and it was amazing. the greatest halftime show. That was the greatest. It is the greatest show. It's so good. Do you yeah, know the, do you, have you heard the story about when they heard it was going to rain? They got like, they had to get everyone got on a big tech call and Prince got on the call. And there, everyone was like, this is dangerous, like, what, you know, blah, 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 blah. And he, apparently he, like, leaned into the phone and was like, can you make it rain harder? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's so Prince. <laughs> but it's funny, too, just, like, remembering back when I was a kid, how completely lame the halftime shows were. Like, they were so aggressively lame. It was like... <laughs> Carol Channing. There was one. It was. I'm just looking at the list here. Carol uh, Channing did a halftime show. Yeah, uh, 1981, a Mardi Gras festival. Wow. 1985, a world of children's dreams. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Oh, 1989, uh, Super Bowl 23, Bebop bamboozled, featuring 3D effects. <laughs> Salute to New Orleans and 40th anniversary of Peanuts characters featuring trumpeter Pete Fountain, Doug Kershaw, and Irma Thomas. This is the kind of shit that used wow. to be like. Wow. Wow. And I, I think want- it was, I guess Michael Jackson was like the first like actual big name uh, to be. <laughs> now it's a completely different story now. It's so funny. 
Yeah, I mean, the commercials, too. Now they show the commercials the day before. It's like, watch the commercials Friday night, like two days. I'm like, what's the best part is watching them live. I don't want to watch them the day before. We're really spoiled for the commercials. Yeah, you can't even pee, though. There's no time to pee because you're yeah. going to miss a good commercial. That, that's the killer. It's like you, know, you step away with a friend to have another roast beef sandwich. You know how it is, Matthew. And then you come back to the room and you find out you missed the best commercial of the whole Super Bowl. You can't leave. That's, no. that's, it's, it's stressful. It really is. Uh, and it's a fun gambling day. I mean, we gamble on it. Everything. Yeah, that uh, was my first introduction to like prop betting, you know, player yeah. props. I only mm. did that once a year at the Super Bowl. And it was just so fun to bet all this weird stuff that a player would do or how not even the, the players. Nas- how long the national anthem is going to be. That yeah, was how long the one. national anthem or, or betting on the commercials. You could bet if the first commercial is a car commercial or a beer commercial. Yeah. <laughs> what color the Gatorade bath is going to be. <laughs> <laughs> It's fun to, uh, like, the game could be a blow-up, but at the end you're like, please be Fruit Punch Gatorade! Yeah! 25 bucks! <laughs> <laughs> well, this is also, this is going to be the first Super Bowl in a long time, several years, that I'll be able to just enjoy, because almost, like, all the last, like, eight or nine have involved either one or two teams that I absolutely despise, or... Uh, the team that I truly despise, my own beloved Denver Broncos. <laughs> so I haven't really been able to like enjoy because it's been like Kansas City, uh, the Patriots, uh, and and the, uh, the mostly the Patriots and Seattle. Like, all these teams that I fucking hate. It's just like I, I San Francisco. To, like, yeah, I don't care about them. But I, I would be, I would just be so stressed out, uh, just dreading the thought of the people who like a team that I hate being happy. <laughs> I think it's going to be a hell of a game. Uh, I'm going to say take Bengals on the points and uh, the over. The over. I think uh, I always got <laughs> the over. just amazing? Just be like, in the beginning of the season, be like, the Bengals won the Super Bowl? What? Well, going back to Dave Woody, Dave Woody put a futures bet before the season began on the Rams to win the Super Bowl. So and did if you're I. Not- if you're not familiar with futures bets, you get like crazy odds. It's because before a game has even been played, you just pick a team to win the Super Bowl. And the teams that are the big favorites, you know, you get less of a payout. But because no one has even played a game, the odds are crazy good. So you can put five down to win like 500. Uh, I can't remember what his odds were on the Rams, but he did choose. The, the odds on the Rams, the Rams, I have it. I made the bet uh, and it was plus 1500 So it was $10. To win a hundred and fifty dollars, okay, uh, you know, before the season. So that's that's the bet that I put down. And now, so strange, I cash out unavailable. I can't cash out. Like the last couple of weeks, the cash out went up because they want you to just like take less. They're like, take forty bucks now. You won forty, be happy. But now that they're actually in the Super Bowl, I thought that it, the cash out would go up one more time, but it didn't. There's no cash out. So yeah, now, now it's 50, you're, you're locked in. Yeah. <laughs> now it's either get all the money or none of the money. But uh, but yeah, so I, I'm, I'm excited for, for it. I think it'll be fun. Well, you know what's going to be fun? Not this episode. No, I'm kidding. It's going to be a blast. <laughs> uh, let's talk about last week's ep. You uh, finally made the decision to come outside. You had previously decided... Fuck that. We're not going outside. It's too dangerous. Uh, a swift wind picks up and I, we get knocked over the edge. Uh, but when you fought the spirit Naga that turned Will permanently insane, and mind you, so many other things could have gone wrong. 
but the only permanent thing uh, that you have to deal with is Sir Will's permanent confusion through insanity. You thought that, since none of you have the capabilities to heal him, that maybe you could find Renfall, and then maybe he would have the capabilities to heal him. So you're kind of – you're struggling here to, to just – on a hope, on a whim. Grasping at straws is, I think, the phrase you're looking for. Yeah. yeah. And you see a chapel out here and you think, okay, we've met him in places that were tied to, uh, you know, his past. If anything, maybe this chapel will, uh, will herald his return as well. And then maybe you'll have the capability to, to heal Sir Will. But you come out here and you're ambushed by three cloud giants. And then soon thereafter, one of the Leng spiders uh, that you fought at the top, top, top of the tower uh, when you first discovered one of those secret passages that went all the way up. One escaped, and you assume this is that one. Which I'll say, I don't, I didn't remember them being that deadly or that difficult. <laughs> or having that many hit points. Yeah, when the Leng spider, yeah, <laughs> it definitely got some more hit points over time. <laughs> but it, it really felt like in that fight, when it came up over the edge, I was like, okay, a complication, but we got this. And then at a certain point, I was like, uh, this is a real problem. Like, we might re- honestly lose Nestor here. We fought them in a larger space where they're coming at us from the ceilings and we were able to put distance between us. And this one snuck up on Baron and got right in the thick of things right away. And I think that was the key difference. And we couldn't, we didn't have as much mobility either because the edges of the platform we were on either led to the ground, thousands of feet below, or straight to lava. Mm-hmm. So it was tough. You were also fighting a battle on two fronts with these, uh, even though you kind of had the cloud giants under control with reverse gravity, uh, you, you had to split your focus. It was obscuring mist. It, it made it a little more difficult. Um, but now this is an example of the strange bedfellows though, right? This is like an example. We learned that Volstice is like going outside of the realm of giants as allies. Like a Lang spider is like an emissary or at least a, a foot soldier from like a strange other dimensional place, right? Yeah, they are. Uh, I mean, Skid, you were, you were when you first ran into these, you were like spiders of Lang, spiders of Lang. This goes back to when we were a kid playing. Yeah, I, it's a yeah, it's a Cthulhu, uh, it's an HP Lovecraft uh, thing. They hmm. also feature in another adventure that I have read and uh, maybe run. So yes, <laughs> go on. <laughs> more details please i daren't say no anymore um but but yeah no there it's it's like they're supposed to be these creatures sort of beyond the kind of capacity of a rational mind to comprehend they're one of those kind of deals so it's like oh yeah okay this is possibly quite bad yeah lang is something that comes up in cthulhu a lot and um Pathfinder is adopted as well. Uh, so, yeah, it's great. You hit the nail on the head yet again. You're seeing the extent of Volstice's uh, army. But you're able to defeat them. And we finish the episode with all of you jumping on and tackling Sir Will. So I moved all your pawns right next to Sir Will as you tackled him and tied him up. I'm not going to have you go through all that. But uh, yet again, he's screaming, what are you doing? Oh, thank you. What are you doing? Oh, and uh, (laughs) this is great. Like a warm blanket. Get off of me. Get off of me. (laughs) To the south, you have this this roiling uh, mass of lava blocking uh, the way you came in. I mean, you guys can all fly. It's not the end of the world, but still strange. Uh, And then before you lies the entrance uh, 
into the chapel. Baron, give me a profession fisherman check. Okay. Okay. This is why we put in the work at the early level. So it pays <laughs> off in high stakes situations, Troy. Yep. You might not need to use it every app when it comes in. This is why it's we crucial. do it. Uh, oh, that's a 15 on the die. I don't need, I don't even need the points, Troy. I'm just that magical throughout the entire run. That's a 24. That's a pretty good knot. Um, do you guys want to do anything right now? Any healing? Anything like that? Nestor's pretty battered. Oh, God. So, so what do you want to do about Sir Will's uh, ability to heal him? Uh, the L- same last thing time we, we did sort of last said. time. He can channel. Okay. Uh, if he has channels left, uh, I think we said he could even lay on hands. Uh, yeah. Okay. Great. Is anybody else hurt? No. No. In that case, lay on hands is, is our more effective method. Uh, he, Sir Will's down about 20, but I don't think that's worth burning. Well, it is. Yeah, actually, it is. Let's do it. Oh, no, it's not. Uh, I'm running very low already, so here we go. Uh, I will uh, hit Nestor with, uh, with a few lay on hands. I'm just going to do it um, digital in the interest of keeping things quicker. Uh, uh, whoa, crushed it. 34 on the first one. Uh, 32 on the second one. Ooh. Not a single one. That's wow. amazing. Uh, and you're still down a lot, right? Yeah. All right. Uh, one more of those, though, and I should be good to go. It's <laughs> being accurate. It is accurate. 34 oh on the God. third one. Multiple fives and multiple sevens. I'm awesome. I'm good. All right, so that only used three, and I've got so I've got three more left for the day, and then that's it. Awesome. I mean, we've been we've we're gonna have to rest sooner rather than later because uh, yeah, I'm I'm not I'm not destitute, but I'm running low on spells. <laughs> yeah, I agree with that. Cash for sure on spells. Cash for on spells. <laughs> All right, talk to me about uh, what you want to do here now. You're you're as healed as you're going to be. Um, the doors are are open leading into the cathedral. You do have this is mass of lava. Uh, how, how are we approaching this? How far? Like so, right from where we are, can I see into the? You know, can I see 120 feet into the cathedral? Let's see how much you can see from there. You, you have a pretty good uh, view in there, Metra. You can see all the way to the back of the room. Uh, the door itself uh, is sta- made of stained glass, or there's stained glass windows on the door. It's ornate. Um, and, and you've seen this sort of uh, decorative work throughout because the cloud giants are dedicated to art and beauty. Um, it's not... Uh, Volsus has had time to redecorate. Uh, it looks like a pretty elegant-looking room inside, lined with wooden paneling. Uh, you see an ornate marble bench that appears to run along the perimeter of the room. Uh, there are a handful of marble pillars supporting the roof uh, that look to be carved to resemble slender tree trunks and a lattice of faux marble branches uh, appears to be decorating the parts of the ceiling uh, that you can see by looking in and up. Um, There is a stained glass window directly opposite the door on the far side of the wall that you can see uh, with the extent of your vision. It looks like a bright image of the rising sun. Um, and you can't see uh, to the north and to the south in that room. This is just interesting because Zephyr Hall, Zephyr's like a Greek god of the wind, right? 
Uh, yeah. I, I the window over the top of my head. head. The, the wind itself. The wind, yeah. Yeah. And then I was just Lots thinking about... Lots of with a sweat abrita. The thank you, Beowulf? <laughs> was that what that was? I'm guessing some old English? Yeah, middle middle English, yeah. Middle English. Uh, well, I was just thinking of, of, like, healers, as Sir Will was healing everywhere in Apollo. Anyway, I'm just wondering if there's, like, more Greek mythos around this whole... And I don't know if this is a healing. Anyway, let's move on. Fly away on my zephyr. Name that band. <laughs> Red Hot, Red Hot Peppers. Red Peppers. <laughs> I worked one summer at Tufts while well, I was at BC, like, teaching... It was like a theater camp for kids. Um, and uh, the guy who drove us every morning, because it was a bunch of like BC theater people, drove us every morning in a convertible. Uh, we'd stop at Dunkies. We'd get our dunks, and we'd drive uh, to camp. We had to get there so early, and I was working three jobs. I was managing a blockbuster at night, and then I'd go work the door at a bar nearby, and then I was doing this during that camp. But the, I will always remember uh, that Red Hot Chili Peppers album had come out and was the the beat of the summer, and we would just listen to that on repeat in this convertible. Anyways, we'll see you next week. Uh, <laughs> that was a good song. That, that was a great driving album. Yeah, it really was. It was, uh, it was a good album to listen to in the car. They're, they're a pretty good band, the Chili Paps. I agree. Call, I like them. Call in if you disagree. Have they, they ever done a halftime show? <laughs> yes, they have. They have, actually. I thought so. I thought <laughs> did they, they did. Matthew, we're going to say, don't sleep on the Chili Paps? That's exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> I think that might be my, my, my secret favorite Troyism. <laughs> Don't sleep, don't sleep, sleep on, on this obvious thing that everyone cares about. Yeah, <laughs> my weekend there one day. That's, yeah. that, that, is, that is my actual favorite. Red Hot Chili Peppers 2014 Super Bowl, Super Bowl with Bruno Mars. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. of course. That's why I missed it. It was because that was the uh, Seahawks Broncos Super Bowl where <laughs> the Broncos were completely out of it by halftime. So I went for a walk in an abandoned train yard. <laughs> well, listening to Bruno Mars' greatest hit. I miss <laughs> greatest hit. I, I, I wish. I flew uh, back to Denver for that whole thing. <sighs> I keep getting you are so you, you memories about that. Week. You are so mean to Bruno Mars. You're so mean, mean to everyone that you don't personally like. He's had like 30 top to one hits, yeah, top ten he's hits, incredibly like, successful. Well, that was the joke. Like, no, I remember being like, "Fucking, this guy sucks." And then I watch him. And it's like that's a pretty talented guy. Uh, Very talented. But I've seen enough. I don't need any more. <laughs> I mean, every young failed artist, the audition. Every young <laughs> artist that Troy is not into, he. Uh, just unapologetically shits on constantly <laughs> no, no, no. and grand thing that Troy well, has that's true that's true he's either not into or hasn't heard of basically doesn't exist in Troy's perception of the world <laughs> Troy, right. there's a word there's, it's, it's too bad there's not a word for this narcissism <laughs> but the point I will admit being, he sorry. is a better dancer than me <laughs> a narcissist wouldn't be able to admit that <laughs> Matthew <laughs> I'm better than a narcissist <laughs> I'm the best narcissist in <laughs> A narcissist dreams of being as awesome as I am <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> narcissist envy is narcissism. Look <laughs> <laughs> my, my work, see narcissist in despair. <laughs> I don't have enough time to think about narcissists. I've got my own shit to deal with. That <laughs> <laughs> reminds me of that old joke. It's like. Uh, Listen, my really good friend Al Pacino said, never be a name dropper. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what do you guys do? <laughs> um, we should go in. Yeah, let's slowly approach. All right, how are you, uh, how are you guys moving in uh, with Sir Will uh, atop his magical wolf? Is, uh, he, is, he like, is he like sitting across, like, is he like bum up? On Lexington, is he like fire, is no. Lexington kind of like fireman? No, he's a stry. Him? He's a, he's a saddle. He's just tied up. His arms are tied up, like a prisoner. Yeah. <laughs> so he's riding. Is always a possibility. I just want you to know that. And in my head cannon, uh, Baron has the butt of his gun in Will's back. <laughs> he pushes make one that. damn move. That, that lines up with my head cannon too, Troy. Good, all right, so we're all on the same page. Butt yeah. up with a gun pointed to his back. Uh, <laughs> and with Baron just every once in a while saying, would you relax? <laughs> Calm down. <laughs> and then just shoving the gun even further into his neck. All right, so... <laughs> is it safe to say you guys are all just uh, moving forward together? Yes. Yes. Okay, so you, <laughs> you start to approach the, uh, the Johnski... And the doors that are open, uh, and Metro and Nestor just step back up to let Sir Will be in the lead. Uh, <laughs> so please place your guys as you'd like them to be. Uh, as Baron walks forward, he calls to his magical broom, and it follows him. Okay, uh, everybody, roll a perception check. Do I roll one, Troy, or do I roll a D100 first to see if I roll a perception check? I think even uh, insane people can perceive. You Actually, you might even take a penalty to your perception with the confused condition. I'm not sure. I could be making that up. Or is he th- seeing things extra clearly now and he actually gets a bonus to his perception? Yeah, he's not distracted by reality. <laughs> <laughs> You can see what's going on now. (laughs) Well, I rolled a natural one, so I think it's working itself out. Oh, there you go. Uh, You have pierced the veil. Uh, What did everybody else roll? 49. Uh, 40 for Nestor. 47 against traps. Okay. 37, 39 against secret doors. As you begin to approach the building, you hear the flapping of wings. And the loud scream of an avian creature as piercing through the clouds is an enormous bird with a resplendent giant atop its back. What? Roll for initiative. Oh, Oh, no. No, not again. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh. Oh, Yes. Natural 20 for Metro. Critical oh. initiative. Critical, Critical initiative. initiative. Critical initiative. What was yeah. that? What was that house rule that's not in this game? Uh, <laughs> I think it's a bonus action in the round. Oh, you get a yeah. bonus action in round one that's in this game, which is yeah. so cool. See how terrible that would be if we use that in this game? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it would be rather fantastic. <laughs> I would, Don't I you guys would love see for it to happen right now. <laughs> uh, okay, here we are. 
Sir Willamette. Natural two. <laughs> oh, boy. Slowly working my way up on the D20. That's uh, that's very interesting. All right, let's talk a niche here. Baron, what'd you get? 20. Bad roll for Baron. Okay, okay. Nestor? Uh, 18, also a bad roll. Zoinks. Metra? 29. 29 for Metra. Huge for Metra. And Sir Will total? Four. Four. Okay. Let me show you what you see. What kind of buffs does everybody have on that are still going? Let's talk about that. Um, Because some may have expired. Uh, If they were rounds, they're gone. If it's minutes, I would argue that you guys are moving with all haste. Uh, Hours for sure. Uh, Minutes, let's let's talk about. I don't have anything on. Nothing. We we didn't have have any buffs in the last combat. Okay, just checking. I I have uh, anti uh, buff. I've de uh, deconditioned myself. I'm no longer entangled, which I was during the end of last battle. Yeah. So so just to to state it in another way, we annihilated your last encounter without a single buff. Okay. (laughs) Just just checking to see if that was the case. (laughs) <laughs> do we not have we don't have protection from fire anymore right is that old that old thing tale from so. the sea uh, would have come from metra i mean i don't have it on i don't remember i have it on specifically okay i'll take it okay. so yeah i feel like it's off that's because i feel like this is the first thing we've that's done 10 minutes per level so if anything that happened in the naga fight and that's uh, that's passed yeah Okay, uh, let me show you, Metro, what you see. You see that giant bird and that cloud giant. Let's do a, a, a closer look at them. Uh, first, the bird. Oh, oh gorgeous. It's very pretty. It's just ah, letting out a huge scream as it comes swooping down. Multicolored, uh, gargantuan in size. Uh, Gantuan. Terrifying. Uh, Huge, huge talons that could pick up a fucking horse and uh, throw it in its mouth. And then the giant that is atop its back looks like, well, not like that. I don't know if I'm (laughs) able to highlight this. It's really hard. Like, Sir Will, you have your mount. Uh, I'll just show you. Looks like that. Interesting. Sweet stash, bro. He's, yeah, he's got the quite a sweet stash. The long, like, uh, who's that guy in uh, Kill Bill that teaches the the exploding punch? Yeah, he looks uh, like Legolas if Legolas was a Civil War general. Brother <laughs> 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 yeah, who had frozen to death. Uh, in, <laughs> in the yes. Smoky Mountains, and be- was in the process of becoming a White Walker. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that—that's it. That nailed it completely. Yeah. <laughs> if you can't that picture image? that instantly Great. in your heads, you need new imagination. He's also wearing—he's also wearing rollerblading knee pads, which makes me think he's too extreme for any of us. <laughs> Not only is he wearing rollerblading knee pads, he's also wearing rollerblading wrist 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 pads. Yeah. <laughs> oh, bracers. Yeah. Well, when you're when you're riding a bird of this size, you want to play it safe. What do you ride a horse without a helmet, there, Matthew? <laughs> but Matthew you have is sex he wearing without a condom? Is he wearing hockey pads, Matthew? <laughs> no, wearing hockey pads. <laughs> so I'm wondering if this is a rock, this bird. But I don't. I don't. I've never heard of them having that kind of. 
coloration in our book. You have fought rocks in this adventure, and it is similar, but this one is... Uh, it's it's I think it's larger than the rocks you fought. I'm not 100 percent sure on that, but it definitely looks different. Um, it's a big bird. It's a big uh, bird. It's also I should say the legolas part is because uh, it, it is wielding a what I can only imagine is a colossal gargantuan longbow, and it is uh, I can just see these like ice arrows basically that are going to go directly through Sir Will and pin him to the ground it, uh, as it he slowly set up- bleeds out. It is set up for, uh, uh, Joe and Troy will know this immediately, it is set up like Anor Londo. We're on the edge, precipice of a castle. There is a giant with a big old bow ready to knock us off as soon as we try to move forward. The worst part of the entirety of Dark Souls 1. Oh my god, just getting hit by a dragon slayer arrow and then getting knocked to your death. Coming back to get your souls and getting hit again and knocked off before you can retrieve your souls. I remember playing that and legitimately (laughs) thinking it was a mistake. I was like, someone made a mistake. This is impassable. Like... You have to go across this narrow bridge while two of these knights with giant great bows fire at you. And it's just every time you get hit, you get knocked off. And you have to do, and it's 10 minutes to run back there again. So it's like the <laughs> biggest time suck of all time. Pretty regal looking giant uh, coming in, just nose diving directly at you. Metro, you get the first action. Uh, how far away is he from us, would you say? Um, so in a straight line, uh, which is everyone's favorite, uh, you know, just say he is uh, 40 feet away diagonally. Just make life easier. Amazing. <laughs> Metricast maze on the bird. Okay. Just witnessed an, a homicide. Oh my god! He's going to plummet to his death. It's I do have to roll spell resistance. I do have to roll spell resistance. Uh, only uh, if it has spell resistance, which it doesn't. and it doesn't get a save. No save. No save. I mean, the encounter's over. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. It was one hundred percent. What I assumed you would do oh, okay, uh, great. if you got it in the initiative. Uh, and you, of course, roll a natural 20 on initiative. So the bird disappears. <laughs> oh my God. And the giant falls directly down because you forced that action. So it falls 500 feet. <laughs> I hope he. I hope he wasn't friendly. I know. I know. I was wondering. If I, was, I was just coming to friendly. tell you where Renfall. <laughs> uh, we will stay in initiative here, uh, just to see if there's anything you want to do, uh, because the giant has fall, fallen 500 feet uh, immediately, uh, and will continue falling to his death. Wait, can, can I retroactively re- search my memory to see if the bird was wearing one of those saddles? That's the first thing I was looking at. I wanted to see if it had that saddle on it. Uh, I will say that you could see very clearly that uh, it was a saddled bird, yes. All right. Only Uh, this is the best day of my life. Uh, I mean, now it's just like a comedy. It's like a Looney Tunes cartoon. Let me ask you this. Do any of you intend to dive off and go after this giant? Uh, hold on, let me roll a D100. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyone excluding chance. Sir Will intend to <laughs> Actually, I rolled a 23, so I act normally. So he dives after So he the dives giant. off the <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, The reason I ask is because otherwise you're out of combat. Yeah, I don't think Nestor I, would do that. 
Well, he's we, not even visible at this point, anyway, right? He's, he's five hundred feet away. Yeah. yeah. All right. We determined <laughs> we have no reason to believe he's anything but hostile. So uh, unless we had a like, unless he was like, I'm actually your friend. I was just trying to bring you a ca- king cake. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, hold on a second. One is remind me of the maze. I mean, it only, it's only rounds, right? The bird will be back. So the, the bird will get an intelligence check every round to escape the maze. Uh, if it What's doesn't, the DC of that check? Uh, it is a DC twenty intelligence check. Okay. And then uh, it will, uh, after ten minutes, if it hasn't passed the check, it reappears. Right. Okay. Uh, but maybe so it's like a bird and it wants to fly away after ten minutes. Uh, so it has to make uh, has to fail a hundred checks to then. last ten minutes. <laughs> Uh, but you are effectively uh, out of combat. Wow. What would you <sighs> like to do? Well, <laughs> I need a cigarette. Yeah. I, I haven't had that one was in years. Just, that is, I, I've never had anything quite like that happen. Yeah. That was a very strange thing. You all I saw mean, that, right? It's like, I have written... came up, giant rainbow bird, bird gone, <laughs> fellow gone. What, what do you think he wanted? Oh, oh is it too late to find out? Here's over the side. I wish to go in and shut the door in case that bird comes back. Yes, that's that's advisable. Yes, you're talking you're talking sense today, Nestor. Let's head in. I have it written in my notes. Metra is going to cast maze on the bird. <laughs> so get over solid ground quickly. <laughs> I mean, I thought I thought he was going to be over solid ground, and we'd, he'd just fall, be prone, and we'd get an extra round. But this so is when Matthew happen. asked how far away is the creature, your follow up question should have been, "What is the range of maze?" <laughs> and then we would have known. You, knew. I mean, I, I just I, I knew this was going to happen. I just didn't think Metro would win the initiative. Uh, so you guys are out of combat. Awesome! Wow. Uh, and you can step inside, and is it your plan to close the doors? Yes. yes. Can we can we pause for a moment before we go in to see if, much like when an enemy falls off the edge in Dark Souls, if a bunch of souls land on our characters right away? <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, no, no souls appear. Uh, but if you He's quit, not dead. quit the game and restart, uh, you'll see if there's a soul item there. Yeah, it's all of his items at the end of the bridge. <laughs> Which I did twice <laughs> yesterday the the while playing the DLC. What did you say? I did that twice yesterday while playing the DLC. <laughs> I knocked a mimic into a pit. And I was like, ah, there's an item. Restarted. It was right back where the mimic was. And then I knocked a, a knight off. And it just automatically went into my inventory. Little Dark Souls tip. Anyways, yeah, no, the, you don't see, you don't get any souls. But that doesn't mean anything. Because this is a different game. <laughs> Do we get XP? Do we feel our experience increasing just naturally? You definitely earned XP for that, uh, for <laughs> okay. that move. Yeah, we did uh, kill that guy. So, what do you want to do now? We uh, perceive within the, sh- the chapel. Yeah, roll perception. Natural one. Ooh. Yeah, you get a very uneasy feeling, Metra, but you don't see anything. Uh, 29 for Nestor, 36 against traps. Um, yeah, you don't sense any traps. Uh, now that you're closer to the door, you do see uh, stained glass windows to the north and south. Uh, they have uh, images of two identical-looking cloud giant women of great beauty, uh, 
both with magical harps in their hands. Hmm. Seems like our friend might indeed be attracted to this place. They like the same sort of music. Uh, sir, I rolled to just see how he's acting right now, and uh, he's acting very violently, and I, I rolled attack nearest creature, <clears throat> so he's like th- thrashing against uh, the ropes. Let me out of here! Oh, come off oh. it! Baron awkwardly pats Sir Will on the forehead and says, Now, now, everything will be fine soon. Shh. May I almost strike you down, Red Heart? Shh. You've turned on us all! Oh, it's getting old, mate. Come on, let's fix him, or I kill him in his sleep. See? See? Uh, B- Baron will uh, take this opportunity to use the medium spider venom and put it directly into Sir Will's mouth. <laughs> Sir Will, Finally. roll a fortitude save. <laughs> oh, man. Do you know what a 16th level paladin does with spider venom? Drinks it. He's like, this tastes great. No effect. <laughs> Drinks it with his morning orange juice. Exactly. <laughs> That's right. The The only weakness of a paladin is their alignment. That's it. Yeah. I drink spider venom and shit out holy water. <laughs> <laughs> that, would, that would be a great supernatural ability for every paladin is that they can imbibe any substance. <laughs> you should keep it a secret because water. Yeah. Excrete, might... like actual mechanical undead hurting holy water. <laughs> <laughs> holy water. Sure like keep you... urinate directly on the, on the undead. <laughs> The church might keep you hostage or just keep on feeding you spider venom and sell the holy water you crap out. It would be the worst existence in the world. Yeah. It'd be, yeah. Like a, like a precog. <laughs> yeah. It's like hooked <laughs> up to a giant vat of poison. <laughs> I got twisted really fast. Oh, yeah. yeah. So you guys move in? Yeah. Yes. 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 The love of God. Yes. yes. You know what, dude? That is so great. Just jot that down. That has to be one of the most said phrases worldwide by GMs and DMs. Yeah. yeah. So, are you guys moving in? <laughs> are you guys done dicking around? Can we move on? I, I like that it, it is. It was a kind of a friendly way to ask that. I just remember the first time it was really pointed out to me starkly was when Joe during Delta Green was like. So what do you actually do? Right. <laughs> what do you actually do? <laughs> Talk so much about what was maybe going to happen. Uh, right, yes, so yes. We, very funny. What do you actually do? <laughs> we come in here. Sir Will's thrashing a little. He's looking around, but he's not really seeing, connecting to anything. It's just, um, what are we doing here? What is this place? So, Sir Will, uh, we'll say you have a moment of uh, lucidity uh, when you come in and you're struck by the image of these uh, female cloud giants and religious iconography. Uh, give me a knowledge religion. Uh, okay. 18. Okay, you immediately see holy symbols of both Shaylin and Gozre all mm. over the place. Whoa. He looks around in, in, a, in a quick, lucid moment. He's like, This place, it is a shrine to Shaylin and Gozre, but Shaylin has touched this place. And he, for a moment, starts to get very emotional. Um, Shaylin, to him, represents, you know, uh, artistic beauty, essentially. Um, the beauty that can come from the creation of of art and so uh and it's it's interesting combined with nature too um i i I feel like he has been losing grasp a little bit on time and place and 
one of the things that I thought was maybe he could confuse where we are now for like the tomb of Nargrim Steelhand or something like that. You know, like he's sort of seeing these like marble walls or whatever and not really knowing where he is. And it's so interesting to me because I remember specifically at that time, as I was first getting to play Sir Will and thinking about uh, Shaylin and how it would interact, I remember thinking, uh, I don't know if you guys remember this, but he would he would write poetry and stuff like that. And we all would joke mm-hmm. about how bad it was. And the poetry was always about the, the, the beauty of the land that we were moving through. We were moving up in the lower hills of a mountainside. And it was like the trees were changing color because it was fall and everything like that. And he was taking such... Uh, comfort in the beauty of the natural world and to me almost th- those two things are combining in this moment because Gozre is sort of the, the neutral god of uh, of nature and druids right uh, isn't that right Grant you you, you, you know that right? yep. yeah. and so yep. to have Shailen and Gozre here in one place it's almost like the, the artistic beauty of nature uh, mm. very interesting thought uh, he'll share this uh, with you and, and say that uh, Shaylin is present in this place. Uh, can I detect evil real fast? To see if uh, there's evil in the place? Sure. And you don't detect any evil, uh, but sadly you do shit your pants as another six seconds pass and you lose control. <laughs> yeah. Gather and shit. Oh! Gather and sell it! <laughs> sell it to the church! <laughs> there's, uh, there's more holy water in my pants. <laughs> Baron at first kind of dismisses what Sir Will says about Shaylin and Gozra and says, uh, you know, quiet down like he normally does, but Shut he up. sees the same symbols because he has religious training as well, and he'd like to roll another religion check himself to make sense of what's going on here. So I think I can roll better than Sir Will. Um, 24. Yeah, I mean, uh, what Renfall has told you and what you've gathered so far in looking at uh, all of the the Cloud Giants, uh, the way that they've built this castle is they were dedicated uh, not only to uh, Gozre, who is a deity of nature, the god of the storm and the sky, uh, but also a goddess of the wave and the surf, uh, that they were also very appreciative of beauty as well. Um, and we talked about this before, how, like, there's this uh, misconception that, like, giant equals bad, and that's not necessarily the case. In fact, that these would have been a, a great ally uh, in the war against the Storm Tyrant had you had that had that uh, sort of parlay ever had a chance to take place. So if you're able to save the world and able to to find more cloud giants, there might be a time now to be like, listen, if this ever happens again, can you guys be on our side? Mm-hmm. It's just interesting because every other giant, we've dealt with their religious worship and iconography because we've invaded many of their temples and they were guided by that. Every other giant camp we found has basically worshipped an evil giant god, like an evil fire giant, evil ice giant. This is the first one. I know Gozra, or Gozra, however you want to say it, is sometimes associated with giants, but this is like the first deity that is worshipped by the small folks in equal measure, mm-hmm. which is interesting, along with Shayla. Yeah, so what do you guys want to do in here? Their evil has not yet had the power to corrupt this place. It remains holy. Will's just looking around and then goes into another fit where he's confused and seems lost and afraid. Is there, a sh- is there an altar that I could take Sir Will to? Maybe hoping that Baron's thinking he's protected by his gods. One of the gods he worships is 
a patron of this place, or at least has been worshipped in this place. Baron's hoping that this will get him closer to that god and allow that god's powers to reach out and embrace Sir Will. Is there something ceremonial like that he could try to lead him to? Yeah, so, so you don't see it here on the map, but there's a, a, a marble bench that runs along the entire perimeter, uh, except for where the doors are, and right under the stained glass window to the east here... Um, of the sun, there is, uh, it's a little more prominent, uh, that bench, so it seems more altar, altarish in nature. Um, he'll, Baron will lead Sir Will there, and as he gets close to that area, he just wants to add a little mood to this scene. He's going to cast light on the sun in the stained glass window mm-hmm. as he sits up down on that bench and have it glow down on top of him. And he's going to say a prayer to Toreg himself in mindful prayerfulness. Yeah, I mean, you hear the pitter-patter of rain just beating against the window. It's dark out. It's cloudy out. Gray skies. But in this moment, by casting light, uh, it just uh, puts down a prism of colors on Sir Will and lights him up. And it's at that moment that you begin to hear the very faint sounds of a harp. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh, please. Please. We're so close. <laughs> and slowly the image of Renfall appears. And as he appears, he's just looking around the room, looking at his surroundings like he hasn't seen it in a long, long time. And he doesn't even notice you and he just starts talking to himself. Yes! Yes! Often my people come here to study, rehearse, worship, and occasionally bang. (laughs) Oh! Hello, my friends! It is good to see you again. (laughs) Renfall, as always, it's an honor to be in your presence Thank you for coming to us in our time of need Hello, dwarf! Barry, right? That's fine, Barry's fine Barry the dwarf! I had a cousin named Barry But his full name was Barold (laughs) <laughs> I get confused with barrels all the time, Renfall. It's funny you bring that up. Tell me this, dwarf. What was your God-given name? Was it Barold as well? That's a very sensitive subject I don't often talk about, Renfall. But suffice it to say that at the DMV in the Five Kings Mountain, there is an early document. It lists me as Barreled Redheart. <laughs> Dwarf Mountain. I didn't vehicles. want I didn't want I didn't want to see the light of day, but I feel strong enough to talk about it here with you now in this holy place. That's Sir Will said just snaps to look at you. He says, What did you say? <laughs> the truth will always out in the presence of the gods. What do you want? <laughs> <laughs> Good Renfall, our our comrade has fallen fallen victim to some terrible spell. Do you have the ability to heal him? Something happened to Nesta. 
Something happened to Nestor. Hail! Yes. Yes, often would I use such powers in my former life. You see this shrine here? This was a second home to me in Zephyr Hall. Take him, it was. All taken! Never again shall my music ring out against its walls. But your friend, what ailment has befallen him? He is insane. Aren't we all a little (laughs) insane, sorcerer? It's good that we can talk about this. Yes, in fact, we are. Who are you to designate him? That is a personal matter between he and his therapist. Of course you're right. Let me me rephrase. You don't have to be crazy to work here, but it helps. Yes, exactly. (laughs) We used to have a plaque like that in the lobby. I know, I saw it. That was why I was, was quoting it. It was the first thing that cursed Volstice took down. <laughs> <laughs> it was in that moment that I knew he truly was a tyrant. <laughs> he stands against light office humor. <laughs> levity in the workplace is like... What a monster. What a truly. sort of creature. How, how long did you have casual Fridays for after that? They ended the Friday after he took over. <laughs> I, will say, I will say this about the Storm Tyrant. He gave it a chance. <laughs> one casual Friday. One casual Friday. <laughs> one this ends now. <laughs> <laughs> he took one look at it all and he was like back to work Brent falls in an abusive relationship he's like he really gave it a try he's like he needs to get out of this man yeah. insane you say was this some sort of curse put upon him he was struck by one of the Naga's prismatic rays Oh, the Naga. Yes. Yes, I can feel her beating heart still on your plane. She yet lives. You faced her and let her escape. This is not good. Metro slowly swivels her gaze towards Baron. Baron uh, puts the base of his toes on the ground and his heel up and he starts grinding it back and forth like I don't know what you're talking about (laughs) this is not good I have spent time since last we spoke roaming through these halls trying to get a sense of who is left There are only so many living beings still alive in these halls. But those who yet live are Volstice's most powerful allies. The twins, now beyond Nalbur. And now you've let the Naga 
Escape! No doubt she will find you again when you are at your weakest. And there are others. And then, Volstice. Can we describe... Baron will reach out and describe the giant that we just knocked out of the sky that, that Metra uh, consigned his his bird mount uh, to the maze. Uh, does Renfall know who that is based on distri- description? Can we learn more about that person? Yes! Yes, you speak of Nalbur! <gasps> you speak of Nalbur and his mighty rock steed! I but- was a rock. <laughs> wow Barrel, do no not understand Cloud giants can levitate He will return And will not fall prey to your sorcerer's tricks A second time That was an eighth level spell It wasn't some trick Well, Seven is it level. permanent? Is its duration permanent, sorcerer? <laughs> Answer me, fat! And he looks really mad for some reason. He's getting real fired. <laughs> Major puts up her hands like, sorry, sorry. Well, uh, I'd like to assure you that our failures are not for lack of trying. Uh, we are trying our hardest, and I know that the, the deck is stacked against us, and we have much further to go, and, and we've made the journey more difficult than it should be. But if you could help us bring... This warrior of the light, this warrior of justice and goodness back. We have a chance. All we need is one good chance, Renfall. And you can do that by touching this man and imparting your goodness onto him. Yes. Sir Will nods and he looks right into the eyes of Renfall. And he's just like, fish has never been my favorite. Yes. The knight speaks wisely. I believe what he means is that the skies will... Actually, I I think he might just be crazy. (laughs) (laughs) I thought, yeah, that's what we were saying. That said, I do possess these powers, Barold. (laughs) <laughs> I have not since I was freed from my imprisonment been able to affect things on the material plane. I was hoping to save all this power to aid you in your battle against Volstice and, if need be, take over the castle to guide it to safety. But if this is what you'd like me to do... Unless you can direct us to a set of scrolls. I know that the priests of Gozra were excellent at inscribing their abilities and leaving them behind for younger adherents to learn the ways of the master priests. If you can tell us of a location where we could access a scroll of greater restoration, we ourselves could cast this magic into the world. And you could save your powers for that crucial moment. Oh, hopefully I can do both. But I know not. It is not in my power 
But you made me think. A secret cache. The base of that column right there. Look inside. Oft would I hide things in there. Baubles, trinkets, and condoms. <laughs> Take a look, Barrel. So kind of, so kind of you to leave those condoms for all the giants who would come in here to bang. Yes. Baron opens the the the, the cache and he pulls out lambskin condoms, and that's just the only condoms they have in in in, in Galarian. Yeah, so he's just no. like, okay, normal condoms. Boop. And then he looks into the rest of the items, <laughs> and they were like. Uh, media, they were condoms for a medium-sized human, which was weird. And he's like, Oh, I guess mine must have been all used up! <laughs> Those are my guest condoms! Oh! Good! Those are still there! Just I'll hold on to those! And he tries to reach, but his hand just goes through yours. <laughs> Shit! But you open up a little compartment on the base of this column, and you see a bunch of stuff in there. There's uh, six different potions, or seven, no, a bunch of potions, uh, and a magical staff. Ooh. Wow. Staff, you say? Staff, you say? Uh, Spellcraft? Sure. Or can he just tell us what they are? Yeah, I'll just I'll just tell you because what I'm gonna face like a ah, I guess you'll never know. Start drinking. Uh, <laughs> book six. Sure. Can't figure it out. Uh, <laughs> there are four. I'm gonna mix a little bit of each potion into one bottle and try it all at once. There are four potions of cure serious wounds. Ooh. A potion of neutralize poison. Okay. A potion of remove blindness deafness. A potion of remove curse. Whoa. Oh. A potion of remove disease. Hmm. And uh, the magical staff is known as a musical staff. It is a staff made from high quality wood festooned with brass rods and keys. So it looks like some ancient druidic instrument. Um. The staff allows use of the following spells. Ghost sound, piercing shriek. There's, it costs one charge to use either one of those. And then it costs two charges each to use sculpt sound or wall of sound. Huh. In addition, as a swift action, the wielder of the musical staff can cause it to transform into a string or wind instrument. Any performed skill checks made with the musical staff gain a plus five competence bonus. Uh, the Whoa. staff can still be used to cast spells while it's an instrument, uh, and it can revert back to a staff as a free action. Obviously, it'd be great if you had a bard in the party, but you have an extra little thing. <laughs> <laughs> ah, my things! They are yours now. Treat them well. In fact, could any of you use that stuff to delight us in a song? Perhaps a moment of levity will give you the power you need to press forward. Um, sure. Uh, let's, let's, let's put a pin in that. Uh, which of these things can we use to help Sir Will? None! But the song will help us all! <laughs> cool, cool. I, can, I can give it a shot. 
Yes. You play, Nestor, and I'll dance. Right. Okay. So he takes the staff, and he concentrates really hard, and it turns into a zither. And, uh, uh, it just starts playing. Uh, there once was a man who saw a ghost ring. The ghost, he had a claim. Ring. He said that they would come to church. Ring. And they'd have a lot of sex. Ring. I see. I just wrote that. Here, Metroid like is like mid, mid, mid dance. That's it. That's the end. Yeah, it's more of a musical question. It's like, why were we having sex in this church? Metro finishes the dance by making an imploring gesture towards Benfall. Who's <laughs> <It was> beautiful? <laughs> <laughs> and here I would. That music would never ring out in these halls again. And now your dulcet tones have made their ways into the very fibers of the wood in this room. Perhaps years from now, another person will come and your song will inspire them as it's inspired me to do this. And he just reaches down and as he reaches down his hand starts to take up the entire room as he washes over all of Sir Will in Lexington and casts heal to remove himself. Dude's the man oh, Did it work <laughs> He looks around I believe so. Sheriff, why don't we try taking these these bonds off and give it a test? I, I suppose you've learned your lesson. And he's like looking at Sir Will's eyes that are still a little too <laughs> wide and he's nervous, but he tugs on the end of the rope and they just fall right off of his wrists. Shakes free and looks around. Ness, I, I feel as if I, I feel as if I put a sword to you, but that I am truly sorry. I do not know why, but I, I lost control of myself. Can you forgive me? Well, me, you told me. Yes. I thought you were talking to the dog. You did way more damage to the dog than you did to me. I did? Yeah, you're beating the hell out of him. He's like smacking him in the back of the head. Like If I was him, I'd be like, no, no thanks. I'm going to go find a new uh, boy-sized man to let ride around my back. Lexington. It was a terribly ugly thing. I'm so sorry. Lexington instantly forgives Sir Will. Oh, good. <laughs> oh, that's convenient. Oh, yeah, I bet he does. <laughs> I think sure. I think Lexington might want you to do some tithing to the ASPCA for amends for a couple years. They go way back. You'll understand their relationship. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, man. <laughs> you look over at Renfall, and he looks, uh, he's like coughing. Uh, he looks like a weak. <laughs> Renfall, speak to us. What's wrong? <laughs> Nothing. Nothing. I'm not going to get tested. It's just a cold. <laughs> I love it. It's just a cold. I have a flight in four days. It's just a cold. <laughs> but I do feel weak. <laughs> I do feel weak in my in my ethereal bones. <laughs> Perhaps reaching into your plane has weakened me in some way and he holds up his hand and it's already translucent you can see everything but like you feel like he's seeing something different like a piece of him is starting to go away but there was no other way he had to be helped you need all of your team intact to take on the remaining challenges and he bows his head and then like slowly just looks up at you the end is near my friends Volstice his eyes have watched your every move your battle tactics that you've become accustomed to that you've used throughout your journey in Zephyr Hall will be no match for this tyrant for he is ready and has several fail safes in place he will do anything to protect all that he has stolen all that he has planned and defeating him will take all your power <coughs> all our power should go through and Shailen allow me another foray into the material plane I promise you this I will do all I can to aid you but knowing what I know I fear that even that won't be enough. The fate of Zephyr Hall lies in your hands. But let's be honest, the fate of the world lies at your feet. And the final battle is close. And we'll see you next week. <laughs> oh. The stakes... And are so high. I know. <laughs> the idea God, that that Naga can just come out and at any time and do that thing is horrifying. Fan, fan, whatever. They're going to have to fight a new foe, though. Their old red heart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Volstice isn't ready for battle. <laughs> You've never seen my true power. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Glass Cannon Network. For more podcasts and live streams, visit GlassCannonNetwork.com. And for exclusive shows and content you can't find anywhere else, subscribe today at Patreon.com slash GlassCannon.
The Glass Cannon Podcast is a Glass Cannon Network production and is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Giant Slayer is copyright 2015. Giant Slayer and the Pathfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. All Pathfinder images are property of Paizo and are used with permission. Welcome to a journey into the heart of the Texas Renaissance Festival, the nation's largest and rowdiest celebration of medieval fantasy. But what lurks beneath the facade of tights and turkey legs? Well, we dove deep into the empire to uncover a history marred by mystery and misconduct, murders, assaults, and other crimes that tarnish its legacy. This isn't just a fairy tale. It's a cautionary tale of power, fantasy, and the consequences that follow when they all collide. Search for Crime Waves Renaissance Texas on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening now.